Edward, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. So how has how has this uh, year been for you? It's been a very interesting year, and the the bright spot in this year for me is that I have a my first grandchild. Oh, that's great. Uh, so through all of the pandemic and through all of the other stuff that's going on in the world, uh, we've had a very bright spot and, and being able to be with our grandchild. And uh, that's taken up a lot of my time and I've been thankful for that, so. Oh, that's great, yeah. Yeah, like all three, all, well, two of my, my two oldest kids are now remote learning. They go back to school. It's like a hybrid, Every it's fluid situation, right. everyday changes. And then yeah, my, exactly. My, yeah, my one-year-old is in daycare a couple of days a week. So, but it's been uh, good. It's been good to, you know, be home with him on the on those days yeah. to have fun and watch him grow and do, you know, Absolutely. his first. So it's, it's been interesting, but yeah. Yeah, cooped up a little too long though. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. But um, I know you like been on Broadway and off Broadway and do a lot of live theater. Um, how do you feel like that the theater industry is going to survive this uh, pandemic? Well, the theater's been around since forever, right? right? So it will survive. In what form? I'm I'm very unclear about. And the idea that everybody needs to tell stories and be in a room together and tell the stories is never going to go away. That's, that's, that's an essential part of being human. Um, whether or not it's going to be mega shows and big theaters like on Broadway, I don't know if that's survivable at this point. Whereas the intimate theaters, possibly, I think that's because that's where you find your real connection and you really get to be in that room with those with those people telling those stories and i think that will work lately obviously people to stay active of trying to do the zoom sort of play sort of things i find it very unappealing for myself right. uh, it's yeah. just kind of cold it's not it's not the experience that you have but at the same time it has made people think outside the box in terms of being creative. And I mean, I have a couple of projects that I was working on before the pandemic stopped, mm -hmm. started. Right. And when it stops, I hope that I can pick them up. And if there has to be adjustments into, into in terms of how we generate an audience and how we perform it, uh, that'll be one thing. But uh, I haven't given up on the idea that uh, this is such an essential part of being human that we have to tell stories and and be in the same room together at one time. You know, movies are great, yeah, but theater is is an old, something that's been you know since the beginning of time. Right, so. <laughs> right. And I know, like you know, you know, the sports industry. You know, some like football uh, stadiums are allowing fans. You know, the size right. of the stadiums, you know, vary. But having like a 10-15% capacity on a theater, is that even worth opening up? Well, you know, every actor will tell you in, in their career when they've when they've done regional theater or right. summer theater or something like that. I mean, I have indeed done a show for one person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that one person was amazingly 
warm and generous and they were I thought it was the best thing that ever happened to them so at the same time yeah and you can be in a, a thousand group of people and everybody hates it it's like oh, I don't know yeah. I want that either. Yeah. but I think the idea that it's, it's it's something that you really need to have happen and I think doing something probably for small theaters because as it is theaters big theaters small theaters they all struggle to put butts in the seats right you know and they're always offering half price things or this discount or that discount i'm not sure i think by the time this is starting to be over that the people who really enjoy theater are going to appreciate it even more and will right. pay the price so if you have a, a 99 seat theater like how we do out here in la and you're only allowed to have 30 people right you know, that could be sometimes, sometimes that's a full house right? <laughs> anyway, but you might have to pay more instead of paying, you know, people want to get tickets for $10. Well, you may not, you may have to pay $25, but by that time, everybody's going to want to feel so like, I want to be a part right. of something again. Mm -hmm. And that it's a special thing that you'll pay that price. Movie theaters, on the other hand, I don't know. Are people going to go back? I mean, yes, seeing something on a really big screen like a blockbuster, possibly, but so much of the films we all have our HD seventy inch right. things, and it's you know you wear your pajamas and have your popcorn and have a drink and yeah. pause to go to the bathroom. I mean, who's gonna? I don't know if it's gonna come back. <laughs> I agree. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but theater you can't do that. You and it's right. I keep coming back to the word essential, but it is. It's essential. Right. So, and you, yeah, and you mentioned about like, you know, performing in front of one person. I I'd imagine it's got to be difficult, say, if you have like five people in the audience performing <laughs> to those five people rather than like a full house. Because right. you, know, you just see those five people and it's got to right. be a little jarring, isn't it? It is a little jarring. But once again, if you're really telling the story and you're trying to have an experience with them, uh, it's, it'll be the first time that they've ever had that experience. And right. It, Who's who's to say that it's not it's not better for them? Sorry, there's ringers going off here, but it's, it'll turn up. No problem. Um, um, yeah, that's that. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what got you involved in like you know in, in the theater? Um, I've kind of been acting, kind of my whole life. I mean, I in, in grade started mm -hmm. in grade school. You know, my teachers put me right away the first grade they put me into a, in, into a play and and so i've always been interested and that continued on through high school and then um when i went to college i went to juilliard uh, in new york and uh it's just always it's just been something that i've known how to do right. <laughs> you know unfortunately and humbly i've been able to make a living at it all these years so um i'm very fortunate and blessed so yeah. did you have that like hollywood moment where you went to california with like five bucks in your pocket and dreams is that how it worked for you <laughs> i got to hollywood because i had done a a, a television movie in new york when i was okay. living in new york and uh the producers really liked me and they they encouraged me to 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 come out uh, to la and and test it out so um, I did, and uh, 
all it kind of all worked out. So right. Uh, I didn't come. I came with a suitcase, and now I have too yeah. much stuff. I got to get rid of. Of course. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you prefer the live like theater opposed to like TV and television more? I th- I think just in terms of artistically, yeah. I like the collaborative approach to theater, uh, whereas movies and film and television all have to do with uh, you're, you're, you're just a cog in the wheel. Right. Uh, unless, unless you get to be you know, one of the stars, something like that, where you actually have a lot more input. Um, and I think a lot of actors, it's just, it's, it's nice to be able to have that collaborative thing because it's always the best idea in the room wins. And when you start rehearsals, what the director thought, and since I direct and act, yeah. both, you know, I've done on both sides, but if a director says, I want it this way, and but then you go, hey, what about this? And then that director might change his mind or you as the actor will change your mind because you thought the character was this, but then you find out that the character is really that. And the other actors also at the same time. It's it's a better medium for that sort of collaboration and and, and finding the truth of what a story is. Whereas I think so many other times in a movie, it, the director has the the vision and you're basically uh, a puppet. You know, sometimes you know that then they don't want to hear your opinion. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's still a great medium and, and, and I've enjoyed so many of my roles that I've had and had great experiences with all of them. Um, I can't complain. It's, it's a great medium also, but right. uh, if I had, if I had to choose, I would, I would want to be on stage or right. directing on stage. Yeah. And you mentioned like, you know, directing as well as acting. Do you yes. think like being an actor helps you uh, become a better director? Oh, definitely. Because, yeah. Uh, I understand the process that actors have to go through in terms of how to develop a character. And uh, it's not all about, and it's interesting to give you to point, I did The Nerd okay. uh, show that was on Broadway. Right. And I, and I came into that show um, as the understudy, but I understudied not just one person, I understudied all the males in the show. So I had to learn <laughs> four roles, right. and so I, I I could I could attack each characters, and so when I got to around at some point later on when I wanted to direct the show, I was like, I know I can see everybody's point of view and put it into a big picture, and so I think having that experience of of uh, being an actor, you, you there's a shortcut. Uh, with dialogue and stuff like that, with um, communication between actor and director that you can use that that's just faster. So right, okay. And one of your roles you mentioned, like on you know, on the screen from Robocop, you know, yes, Man- Manson. Which, I mean, are you surprised we're still talking about that movie today? I mean, they had sequels, they had a remake, the, all the toys, well, stuff like it's that. It's very interesting when I when I auditioned for it originally. Uh, I auditioned for RoboCop. Okay. 
So that's the way, that's how I got into the office. You know, I was called in to, to do the audition for that. And then when it, that wasn't going to happen, they, yeah. they said, would you, would you consider playing this? And I said, right. absolutely. And the casting yeah. director says, because it was a smaller role, obviously, yeah. he said, you are going to want to be a part of this. It's <laughs> going to be, you have to be a part of this show. It's going right. to be iconic. And I was yeah. like, really and <laughs> said, yes we think so and here we are it's yeah. certainly, yes it certainly has been that all right. along and it's nice because um uh, you know peter weller who did the show uh, peter and i had been on stage together in new okay. york we had done a uh, production of streamers and at lincoln center that was directed by mike nichols and uh, so we knew each other already so that was that was really fun and when i got on set the first day uh the dialogue that we had for my scene, my first scene was uh, kind of a little bit clunky. <laughs> and Peter took me aside and says, "You know, just that's that's just improvise here." <laughs> so we did, and yeah. and the director loved it and said, okay. keep that. And so right. that was that was great. That was okay. a lot of fun. Yeah, so, that was yeah. in the locker room, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 That's so that was cool. Yeah. Right. I I had uh, Ronnie Cox on. Last oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I love him. He he's fantastic, and he has you know memorable villain role in in, in that. Yeah, movie. absolutely. And Dan O'Hurley, who played the uh, the the exec in the show, uh, I had worked with him. Okay. Uh, earlier, before RoboCop, uh, on um, Trapper John. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was like it's funny how you make how you you yeah. know you run, into, run into people and be able to do things. So it's nice. Right. I mean, you've you know made a great career being you know. Uh, very outstanding you know guest star in a bunch of shows but has that happened before like i'm sure it's happened a lot where you go on a show and hey i worked with you before this and that and it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Of it's, right. yeah. it's, it's been wonderful about that and that extended family that you know i've had so many friends now because of the, of the work that we've done over the years and stuff. Right. yeah been, and you played uh which i find amazing oliver north twice yeah, two different twice. yeah um did you ever reach out to him to kind of talk to him no i didn't i mean at the time you know the, the for me the thing was to go ahead and and in terms of research for it as i um that was back in the days of vhs tapes <laughs> so, <laughs> right uh, they had on vhs they had the iran contra affairs right uh, now. Uh, stuff so i found a little shop in the <laughs> deep ends of the Valley of California. It was the only store that had a copy of, of this thing. I went right. and got it and just kind of devoured, you know, yeah. looking at it and watching it and trying to pick up mannerisms and things like that, you know, cause Oliver North was, um, he's left-handed, I'm not. So right. I wanted to make sure that I would do something like that. And yeah. um, the gap in the teeth, I made sure that we had Though I talked with the makeup person that we figured out a way to make a make a gap and um, but just the tone of who he kind of was is I spent hmm. considerable time observing hmm. trying to watch that but I I never called him so right. I don't think he would have taken my call right. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah and uh, you you played him in the HBO movie first right Double Cross right Double Cross first yeah right. so you you're like portrayal of him change when he did it for Noriega I mean yeah I, had, I did more research because it was a it was a you know it was a nicer uh, part 
scene and stuff like that with with him playing opposite Bob Hoskins. Right. Uh, and uh, I had it was it was more substantial, and so I wanted to kind of really bring what was going on between the two of them to the screen better. So, and that was a, that was a kind of an amazing. <laughs> it was an amazing shoot. I mean, we shot it in the Philippines. Okay. And uh, that was you know well before um, cell phones and things like, <laughs> things like that. So I was like my wife and my kid well i'm going to the philippines i'll see you later i don't yeah. know, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but that was an eye-opening um experience being in the philippines so um and doing that show and it's, <laughs> there's some funny stories uh related to that shoot but right i can imagine <laughs> yeah what was that like the most like exotic place that you've uh you've shot for i've been i've gone to australia okay um the shot i did flipper okay yeah Australia. Uh, I went to Paris to do, do a show, um, the Philippines, uh, and various other sundry places. But yeah, that's kind of yeah. big travel stuff that I've done. Right. I've been in Nova Scotia, which is okay. nice. And so, yeah. yeah. One of the pluses about being an actor, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's the only way. I mean, I had two dimes and two nickels, maybe, to my name. And traveling with, you know, uh, family it was really hard to go to international at that time, and so anytime I got a job, yeah, I got to come along. Yeah, take it, yeah, which was great. So right. that helped a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, guest starring in so many shows. How much research do you have to do for the part? Like, I know you portrayed the Colonel on Twenty Four, and that show, you right? Know, obviously, a twenty-four hour, you know, right? One season. Like, how much like research you have to do for your part, and just the background of the show before you go in there. Well, I mean, unless it's a specific person, it's, it's, I, I, it's a tough question because I don't, I don't really necessarily, okay, so an example for me that was, that I did, that I did extensive research on was, was one of the, I did two episodes of Trapper John. It's two separate, two separate characters. Right. Um, And the first one was a a mentally disabled uh, boy. Um, and that's where that was the episode that had Dan O'Hurley in it. That's where we worked together. Right. Um, and I had, and it was a, it was a, in those days, guest star roles were really guest star roles. They were big roles. Yeah. And uh, I really wanted to make sure that I portrayed um, the conditions as accurately as I could. And I found um, an organization in LA that um, had classes for uh, challenged um, individuals, you know, to how to go to the store and how to make change and how to do housework and stuff like that. So I went and for a week and I took classes with uh, actual students and um, told them that I was challenged also. And it was kind of, it was kind of amazing. I mean, I felt like, um, Cause I remember we took a, we took a, a day trip to a convenience store to buy snacks and they wanted us to know how to shop, how to do stuff. And I was part of the group and I was by the clerks in the store and stuff like that. They had no idea. So I felt like, okay, I've kind of, <laughs> I've kind of made the leap into the character. And so I was able to bring that to the show. But in terms of, you know, playing an army colonel or something like that, just, um, it's just that you work off the script and okay. whatever in the script is you go for some, yeah. Right. 
So. Has there been like a role that you've kind of always wanted to play that you haven't yet? Oh boy. Um, huh. That's a good one. Um, no, I've actually had a, a pretty good range of, of characters. Uh, this, the last role that's been, that was really intriguing for me, I did three episodes of, on uh, Tyler Perry's Sisters. Right. <laughs> and I uh, got to play a gay father. And uh, it, it was really revealing for me, for myself too, just to be able to go into that. And it was, uh, I thought it was a very heartwarming um, uh, story arc. And I really appreciated the opportunity to be yeah. able to, to explore uh, that. And I thought it was during these times, it was the acceptance of, 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 of a gay father in, a, in the black community, I thought was a very um, compelling, worthwhile project. Right, okay. Like my favorite role of yours, probably the first time I saw you was uh, Ruben Tedesco. Oh man, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you get that, you know, the most, right? I mean. It's that was that was a turning point for me for sure i mean that was it, it was amazing gary david goldberg it just wrote a role that was amazing i i don't think when i went in for the casting that i was anything what they were looking for i think they were probably looking for somebody older and more stern sort of yeah. type something like that and i just i literally just went in for it and yeah. and the lights went on in everybody's eyes in that room. It was one of those magical kind of moments and I got on set and everybody was just so amazing. And it was like those kind of shows with, the, you know, those shows, the half hour shows can be very much collaborative. Right. If the people involved are open to it and they were, and it started from the top from, from Gary Goldberg he, you know, he set the tone for everything, but the entire cast, a lot of them were, were theater trained also. They accepted me. We, and the writers uh, saw what I was doing and rewrote things for me and incorporated uh, um, improvs that we did on the set. Uh, and it just, it kind of snowballed and <laughs> it was this wonderful yeah. thing. And it was just, I, I had never had that happen to me before in terms of um, going on, you know, being out on the street and somebody going, Hey, you, yeah. you, you, you jerk you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, hey. you know, and I still, I mean, and it was funny when I did, um, when I was, when I did the sisters, some of the younger actors, yeah. <laughs> mentioned that show and the fresh prince thing. oh yeah <laughs> really right <laughs> that far back yeah so it's just it's it's satisfying to know that i've been able to do have some roles that actually resonate on mm. on, a, on some level that people really kind of found yeah you know wonderful so it's that's always been great so right i mean because like it. Yeah, you you nailed that. Like, I, even I wanted to punch you out, and I'm sure everyone else watching also <laughs> wanted to punch, punch you out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, it was yeah. it was a it was a wonderful show, and I was able to tap into my inner yeah jerkiness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. And I guess the thing that I've been that I've been most fortunate about is that I have 
I think for me with the roles that I've been able to do that have been that kind of stuff have all been more character roles. Right. And I tend to be not to be um, unhumble or anything like that, right. but I have more leading man looks, but I, I, I play character, character roles. Yeah. Like when I, when I did the nerd on Broadway, I was the nerd. Right. And so, uh, and like these other roles, I just, it's been re very rewarding to be able to play characters. And that's what I do best rather than trying to play myself or yeah. something. Like that. Right. So, that's probably why you stand out so much in your roles because you mentioned you have like, you know, leading man looks, but you can be the character actor. I think right. that's why your roles resonate and you kind of stand out above right. some of the other, you know. Well, it's, it's kind of you to say. So yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like that's, um, yeah, that's that's my pleasure. Yeah. Doing. That's, that's, where I, that's where I come alive on stage and stuff like that. It's, it's uh, yeah, for me to play just, you know, somebody that's just um, doing things to um, move the story along in terms of exposition or something. Yeah, I can do it, but it's it's yeah. not you know, right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You give me a shot at you know. Yeah. Else, and I can I can I can come through for you. So. Right. So after you said you'd have the chicken for dinner that night, and they slammed the door in your face, what do you think happened to Mr. Desco? <laughs> I think they became good friends, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think that they would have become good friends somehow. I, I, I <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. That was, that was a funny moment when we yeah. did that show because at one point this, this door actually kind of just <laughs> popped me in the nose. Right. <laughs> when it shut, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I still talk to those people. That's you know, we, we see each other once in a while. It's right. really wonderful. So yeah. they have had right. How how many times did you have to rehearse the punch from both Michael and uh, Meredith? We you know, we got that pretty quick. I mean, because they had to yeah, they wanted to make sure they weren't actually hit you. hitting we had to how how it was staged and stuff yeah. like that. But um, that went pretty quick actually. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> It's kind of amazing, which was nice. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I just remember the first time we did it, the crew, yeah, they, they broke. Up right. They, they, they kind of yeah. knew something was going to be happening, but they weren't quite sure what was going to happen, how it was going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. And yeah. like I said, they were the most supportive group of people right, that you could ever yeah. hope for, you know. Right. Is, yeah. 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 Go ahead. I would say that, that show had a, had a really nice run and, you know, a lot of memorable episodes and yours is yeah. definitely one of, one of the top ones. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Right. Is, yeah. But you, you mentioned Fresh Prince and that's the reason why I reached out because like, oh yeah, I'm like, because uh, you know, I was watching the the reunion they had and they, had, they showed right. your episode. I'm like, oh, let me see if I can reach out to Edward, you know, because I always had family ties back in mind, but it kind of just, you know, Rejog right. memory. I'm like, oh yeah, let me see if I can get him on the show because you know, like I said, always have memorable roles and you know, roles yeah, it's very funny because uh, my agent called me and said that you've got a request from the Fresh Prince people about this reunion. Do you want to let them use use a clip? And I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I, I like who's. I was like, real. I mean, yeah. whatever. But then I've had a number of people reach out to me that saw that, especially I. Because I, I taught, 
I directed some shows at USC over uh, a number of years ago. I did three, three, um, three years of directing there. Right. And a lot of the students all, oh, hey, yeah. are you on that? I was like, really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, is very fortunate that, you know, you never know exactly. what it takes that somebody's going to see and go, oh, yeah. Right. M. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was very, uh, uh, serendipitous right yeah can can you watch yourself like if you're flipping through the channels and one of your roles can you sit down and watch yourself yeah i i mean i know that i know the the idea of not wanting to watch yourself and you just sometimes it's painful but right. you start seeing little things that you could have done better or this and that but yeah. overall it's like it's funny because seeing that clip yeah. you know that was 30 years ago i know and, it flies and, my, and my son is approaching that age okay. right now and I'm like, here's what I look like. This is what I was doing. Right. Yeah. And it, it was kind of shocking because you forget you yeah. know, what, what you look like in those days. Right. <laughs> I know. It's definitely, definitely different now. So. Yeah, that, that's for sure. That's for sure. But another memorable uh, show you worked on was Mob City. Unfortunately, it only lasted one season. I know. On, on I know. Which was really fantastic. That, and that was nice to have. Uh, the period stuff to yeah. kind of kind of go into that stuff and everything like that. Um, I did a no no on that <laughs> on that sh on that shoot with with a prop. Uh, they had they had wanted me to. We thought it would be a good idea for me to wear glasses. Okay. And so they brought out some glasses, and I said I don't really like any of these. Yeah. And my dad had a pair of glasses from the '40s when he was in. Uh, when, in World War II, right, and they were wireframe, very thin, and very very fragile. Yeah, and I said, "How about these?" And they said, "Oh yeah, that's great. Where the <laughs> uh, prop department after we already started filming, they were went nuts because what's going to happen if those break? If they yeah. don't break? If you forget them? If at home right. you leave them? What are you going to do?" And I'm like, "I'll just remember." Yeah. But they were really not happy. <laughs> that I brought them. But for me, it was like a real personal connection because they were like real real, things. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it made a big difference for me. Right. So, but I like, kind of learned my lesson not to ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understood, I understood from their point of view. It was like, we're really messed up. Yeah. Could you break them a little bit. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Were you disappointed? I mean, because that show was really well done. It was critically acclaimed. But I don't know if it didn't connect with the viewers for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was going to go on longer. I, I really did. It's one of those things. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you look at today, I mean, you watch stuff on Netflix. The It, it, it was filmed, it felt like, you know, yeah. one of those. Yeah you know, short series, eight, eight right. episodes sort yeah. of series sort of thing. Um, but I thought it could have gone on another season or two. So yeah. like, well, many other shows have, but. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you know, being home now this year, you probably have a lot of time to watch TV. So like, what do you like watch? Oh, we watch, we watch a lot of Netflix and yeah. Brit box and uh, things like that. Uh, stuff, some stuff on Hulu. It's, you know, procedural things right. like the the trial of the chicago seven okay, yeah. and that, that was a really i thought that was really well done um yeah just 
general stuff like that, documentaries. And I've been doing a lot of reading. I read a lot. So okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> trying to keep active that way. And I still, like I said, I still have those couple of projects that I have in my mind that I've still, I don't want to give up on, but it's, it's hard to stay focused on it because I don't know when it's going to be right when we can really start work on them. So I don't want to yeah. make too many assumptions about anything beforehand. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully it'll all work out once this is all. I hope so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I would, I appreciate your time today. Congrats oh. on your grandchild and best. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's the joy of my life right now. So it's really great. And a special thanks to Edward for joining me today. Check out his website, edwardedwards.com. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first all one nine, or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud. It's also on Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise. The holidays are here. They make great gifts. A new episode comes out every Wednesday. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.